Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Luke's English Podcast, which is supported thanks to donations from my listeners. And thank you if you've donated recently. If you'd like to donate, just go to the website and click Donate. It's pretty simple. Um, so thanks for the donations. Also, support for the podcast comes from my sponsors. The sponsor for this episode is italki. And basically, that's just a way for you to find uh, teachers online. It's a bit like a, a virtual language school where you can go and find yourself a one-to-one teacher. Uh, you can have lessons um, and lessons can be tailored to your particular needs. For example, if you've got a job interview coming up or if you want to work on your exam skills for the IELTS exam, something like that, or if you just generally want to improve your spoken English, let's say, or your gram- grammatical accuracy or your range of vocabulary. If you want to improve your English for any reason, you can find a one-to-one teacher or you can just find um, a native speaker to talk to on a regular basis if you would just need loads of speaking practice that's possible too. Uh, and italki will give you a voucher which is worth the equivalent of a free lesson uh, when you buy some talking time. Uh, to get that offer, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. Okay, good. Right then, so here's this new episode and we will start the episode properly as soon as the jingle happens. When's the jingle going to happen, Luke? The jingle is going to happen right now. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, ladies and gentlemen of Podcast Land. Welcome to another episode of this podcast for learners of English. How are you? How are you, though? How the hell are you? He said in a way uh, that uh, was strange. Hmm, I've got coffee. I've just had my lunch. It was very nice. Thank you for asking, even though you didn't ask. Although you may have asked in your head. Um, This is a strange beginning, isn't it? This is a strange way to open an episode, but I'm going to carry on, all right? Sometimes when I do the intro to episodes, I sort of say something stupid by mistake and it kind of goes wrong and I get frustrated and I start again. But I've decided I'm going to just keep going with this one. No stopping. I don't have time. Anyway, I've got coffee. Did I say that already? I can't remember. But I have got coffee. You don't need to know that, but I just wanted to tell you. I wanted to celebrate the fact that I've got a cup of coffee. You know, when you've got a cup of coffee and you feel good about it and you want the whole world to know, you know that feeling? Uh, that that whole idea was the basis of uh, like Twitter and Instagram, wasn't it, in the beginning? Hey, look, everyone, I'm going to have some coffee. Or Luke Thompson is enjoying a cup of uh, coffee or something. Anyway, I've got coffee, which is nice. I, have you got a hot drink? <laughs> Leave your comments in the comment section if you're also enjoying a beverage. Anyway, welcome to the podcast. Um, I haven't pre 
pre I haven't planned uh, this intro in advance. I mean, I haven't written it all out, which is why it's kind of rambling and going off all over the place. It's hard to sort of keep myself focused when I haven't written everything down in advance. But anyway, Luke, focus, focus, man. Okay, this episode, in this episode, I'm talking to my friend, Raphael. And in this one, he's going to tell us, tell you, tell, I mean, he's already told me, uh, and I recorded the conversation, and you're going to listen to us talking about Raf's summer. So if you remember from a previous episode of this podcast, it was in April, I spoke to Raf Miller about the fact that he set up his own summer school in Liverpool, right? He set up his summer school, and I was talking to him about that, about his summer school. It's called Your English Summer. Um, and this is a place, it's a sort of a, yeah, it's a place where uh, teenagers can come during the summer and work on their English. And it sounds like a really cool project. Raf is um, an old friend of mine. We used to work together at the London School of English in London years ago. And uh, I got to know him by working alongside him in the teacher's room and all that stuff. And I moved to France and Raf left the London school and he set up his own summer school. As I said, it's called Your English Summer. Uh, Interesting project. And I spoke to him about it in April. If you remember, we kind of talked about all sorts of things. Uh, Anyway, he talked to us about uh, his summer school plans. And then, you know, that was April. Then we had May and then June and then July and August, of course. That's the way months work. And then... um, so during that time, Raf's, Raf had his summer school experience. The, the kids came, he had teenagers coming to his school and stuff. It was all done in a, a school that Raf actually used to go to when he was a kid in Liverpool. So somehow he's managed to, to get the use of that building for his summer school. And so basically in this episode, he's going to tell us about what happened during the summer. And, uh, you know, so you might be thinking, oh, I wonder how, how it went. How was it for him? How were the the teenagers? Where did they come from? What were they like? What kinds of things did they do? How was it for their English? Generally, tell us about what happened, Raf. That's what you might be thinking. Well, I hope you are thinking that because that's exactly what's going to happen in this episode. That's it, basically. It's nice. It's a it's a nice conversation. I I always enjoy talking to Raphael, and I'm you know personally interested in his project. And it sounds like the summer was great, and everyone had a really fantastic experience. Um, so that's it. You can now enjoy listening to the two of us talking about it. My first question to Raf was, "Where are you?" at this moment. And that's where we start the conversation. So I'm now going to continue drinking my coffee. You can, I'm allowing you, I'm giving you permission to also enjoy a beverage, either hot or cold, or just ambient temperature, while you enjoy listening to my conversation with uh, Raphael Miller, uh, talking about his experience uh, uh, with your English summer, uh, which happened this summer. Okay, oh, this just become Alan Partridge now. Okay, I'm going to stop talking. Uh, so that you can actually listen to the conversation. All right, thank you. Well, I'm, I'm where where you found me last back in back in Leeds, mm-hmm. um, wonderful Leeds up in the northeast of England, not not too far from Liverpool, but yeah, I'm, I'm in Leeds at the moment at home. Okay, so you actually live in Leeds, but the, the summer school uh, is in Liverpool. That's right. Okay. That's right. It's close. It's close. They're really, they're really close together. I know. I know you know, you know that. Yeah. But um, 
you know, for the benefit of your listeners, it's it's literally about an hour and a half drive, <clears throat> so yeah. over over to the west. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's re- it's pretty pretty easy, which is quite handy this year, because mm. obviously previous summer schools I've worked at, you know, they're usually like down south, which is like really like really far from well for for, for English scale, you know, it's really far away from from Leeds. Um, so it's a little bit tricky for kind of the home life and everything, but with it being in Liverpool, it, you can just kind of nip back and forwards fairly, fairly easily. Mm, convenient. Mm. So it's September. Um, yes. You, you're, what, um, and you survived the summer. Yeah, everyone, everyone did. All, all, all staff and students, myself included, all, all powered through. Yeah, it was, it was an absolute blast, man. You know, was it good? Yeah, it, it it was. It really was, though. You know, I, I you know I had very I was very kind of confident about how how it would go. Mm. Um, you know, with the experience of previous ones I've I've worked at and managed and stuff. But you still you never know how people are going to get on. Um, you know, be it the students or the staff or the students with the staff and things like that. And everybody was new. I hadn't worked with anybody before. Um, so even though it's a really small team and a small small group of students, it, it, you know there are lots still lots of potential variables and un, unforeseen kind of bits and pieces. But yeah, it was it was great, man. So I'm absolutely over the moon with uh with how it went. That's, that's like, fantastic. All, all in all, yeah. yeah, yeah Just yeah. give us an overview. Like how many students? How many members of staff? Yeah. So um, we had so five members of staff and then two like group leaders. Mm-hmm. um so kind of like sort of like stuff as well um and then we had um 24 students so you know for a summer school that's that's really that's really quite small um but for a group of people you know it's quite it's quite nice like they because i mean to begin with i was a little bit apprehensive about the number of students that that were coming um but it was amazing like how tight tight knit that group that group of students became um so even though i think usually it's better to have more than that mm. with it being the first year especially it was kind of almost a, a blessing in disguise really because um you know everybody really got to know each other and was like like basically just a really a really close a really tight group and you know they just had a, a lot more fun that way i think um and also with it being smaller it's just so much more manageable you know like yeah. if if it's really big especially in the first year you can get distracted and miss things but when it's a small group you, i mean i got to know every single student like pretty well yeah. whereas before when i've worked in a summer school with like 200 kids you know it's like there are kids at the end of the two weeks you see them and you're like who's that kid like, I've, never, <laughs> I've never seen that kid before you know so yeah. um it, it's quite quite a different quite a different kind of kettle of fish so yeah it was it was cool um uh, so they were all they were all on site you know living in in the accommodation and everything and you know all, all kind of close by and yeah it was, it was perfect um ages of the kids yeah, so the oldest was 16 mm-hmm. and the youngest was actually 11. So it was, oh. the age range was meant to be 12 to 16. Um, but then as part of this group, you know, you can sort of make an exception if it's a group. Um, there was one kid who was 11. So because he's coming with all his mates and he had a group leader and everything who was there to kind of give extra support, it didn't really matter. And, you know, it was in any case, it, it would have been fine. I think even if it had been an individual alone, yeah. because it was a small, a small school, it would have it would have been fine it's just when you have like a massive school you can't really 
have like a random like 11 year old just floating about because they might get a little bit homesick and a bit kind of lost in the mix you know mm. um but yeah yeah so 11 to 16 okay basically. from where were they from uh so italy mm-hmm. spain germany china yeah. poland and switzerland so six six nationalities okay so not not bad representation for for the numbers that we had. I think it was nice. It was a really nice mix. Do you, do you find that the kids from the different places are different in terms of their behaviour and stuff? Um, well, I mean, we had a group of of Italian students, so you know they brought they brought like serious energy. Yeah. You know, so I think they conformed to the national um, kind of characteristics pretty pretty effectively. You know, it, it's I'm I'm never a big believer in like stereotypes and and all of that sort of thing but you know the the italian like teenagers that we had they were they they were the way you think of like italian teenagers as being you know like very energetic and like you know just always chatting to each other and like shouting and just you know just tons of energy basically yeah um whereas and also, also i'd say like just quite relaxed about getting from place to place <laughs> you know so you you'd sort of be like okay guys let's go and like go to the sports hall or whatever and and the the pace the walking pace was you know was was leisurely yes. shall we say whereas some of the other students from say like germany they'd be kind of at the front like sort of saying to me what's going on like why are they walking so slowly so it's quite <laughs> it's, it, it's quite kind of funny to see the the way in which they reacted to each other's behavior you know it's never 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 like a problem it's just it's just just really interesting yeah yeah, yeah quite I, for for some of them do you think it was the first time that they'd come face to face with kids from other countries yeah possibly. actually I, I didn't i didn't really ask that too much because you just assume don't you like the, yeah. in this nowadays but but it's it's possible you know or at least in such an intense environment you know at such sort of close quarters because um you know nowadays obviously you kind of you know you see everything online or on tv or whatever mm. um but yeah i guess if you live in a fairly like average sized town or city and you're not necessarily going to be you know knocking about with people from lots of different countries all the time um so yeah it might have been i sort of asked them for some of them i know that it was their first time in the uk and yeah. their first time at a summer school for most of them um but yeah i never i didn't ask them if it was like with kind of time spent with other nationalities so yeah um and it's, but i think for a lot of them it was definitely the first time they met a chinese person Oh yeah. Um yeah, and that was just like it was just really curious because the Italian guys arrived first. Um and then I told them that there were there was a student coming from China and they, and it just like this guy from China he became like a celebrity. It was re- <laughs> it was really weird. They were like, "Rav, when when's the Chinese guy getting here?" you know? Like they were like, "Where's the Chinese guy where?" And I was like, "Oh, his name is Sean." And they were like, "Oh, where where's Sean? Where's Sean?" you know? Like they were, and, and so this kind of personality cult built up around this guy, you know? They were so they were just but they I don't know I don't know why like they were just sort of really fascinated um and it wasn't like when he arrived there was this big eruption of of chaos it was just like normal but <laughs> they were i guess they just wanted to hang out with uh with someone from a country that was really far away or something yeah, like that yeah. I, I, I don't know yeah Fasc- um fascinated to see what the chinese guy was like but yeah interesting the way that sort of kids or young people pick up on things like 
global trends and stuff. You know, they probably just felt like this guy was a. They heard stuff about China and how China's yeah. like this booming place and all that. Yeah, and so different and different language and stuff. And yeah, so I suppose they were just curious to actually meet someone. And and how how did Sean get on? Was he the only Chinese guy there? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he. He, he yeah he had a great time you know he he sort of emailed me afterwards and um like to say thank you and like one like the only student actually to email me directly afterwards yeah. you know yeah. um so you get lots of emails of thanks from parents and things mm. but not not usually from a student um that's quite it's quite unusual so he he sort of like took the time to 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 send me something directly which which I was quite touched by um but yeah, he, had, he, he seemed to have an he seemed to have a ball. He had an uncle who is fairly nearby, so that was, I think was quite good for him. Yeah, um, you know, rather than being, you know, um, six thousand or five thousand miles or what, whatever it is to to um, <clears throat> the east east side of China. Yeah, completely on his own, you know, which is always quite. I mean, he was a little bit older; like he he was sixteen, but still, I think you know, if you just jetted all the way over on your own, yeah, it would be would be just. I don't know. Like, I mean, he said he hadn't been, he hadn't been to the UK before. So, you know, it's just like straight out of his comfort, like as far out of his comfort zone, really, as you can, as you can imagine. But, um, you know, I'm all, I'm always just quite taken aback by, by the kids at summer school, really. Like, you know, when they just come and they just get stuck in like yeah. straight away, like they don't, I can't imagine being 14 myself and just, you know, just going off and like just meeting like 200 other people i've never met before and just spending you know two weeks with them or something um like every, every single day you know every meal every day um and a lot of schools not 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 our school but you know in our school the, all the rooms are individual yeah. so you know at least at night you kind of got time to yourself like you know as a, as a student and you can maybe like you know gather your thoughts a little bit um Whereas in a lot of summer schools, all the kids are just like together in dorms, it's like four or five, three or four in a dorm. So it's just like full on, like 24 seven, yeah. you know, you're never really on your own, which, which is good for younger ones, to be honest, because it distracts them from being homesick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think if, if you are sort of 4,000 miles from home and you're just in with a kind of like a little group of kids, like all that, it's just, just such an unreal experience, I think. Yeah. 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 So did they, they made friends. Uh, across the uh, national uh, sort of groups, I mean, yeah, yeah, they yeah. were they were all making friends across different nationalities. Then were they? Yeah, definitely. I mean, because the Italian students all knew each other already, so they they kind of um, obviously had no problem because they they you know they they were there with a few of their own friends already, sort of thing. Mm. Uh, but they still would you know be speaking in English to the other students and you know getting to know them, obviously sometimes different students get on better um and they just want to make new friends or they kind of maybe not have that many friends in the group that they've come with so they want to branch out and it was it was just nice you know to to sort of see them like getting to know each other in the tentative faltering conversations to begin with and then it just sort of like blossoms and picks up picks up momentum as as it goes along you know yeah um and and also what what we did because I thought it would be a, an interesting extra thing as well as meeting students from other countries like to meet local kids as well yeah. you know so so we brought in a we brought in like a youth group 
um like a liverpool youth group so all our all our kids could meet like loads of scousers basically oh my <laughs> god brilliant um, <laughs> so they were like trying to and they, they they you know they had really good liverpool accents as well so it was like you know a new challenge <laughs> like okay you have to speak international english and 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 you know practice this way and then you can meet people your own age but who are locals as well yeah. um so it was it was just you know they were kind of practicing in lots of different ways but that's definitely something because we did it a bit this year just to just to test drive it yeah but next year gonna integrate it all the way through really so when when the kids are doing when the when our students are doing like activities in the afternoon mm. they'll be doing those activities just just with other international students and locals as well so it's just even more even more english you know it's really built in they're really like living living in the language that little bit more you know so yeah. um you know that's that's the plan that's the plan for next year um, but it was, it was that was really good fun you know when we brought the locals in it was really it was really cool that sounds great so have, yeah, you got, have you got any little stories then of, of some things that happened like what did you actually do then tell us some of the things that you did with the with the kids yeah like outside of classes and things like that you mean yeah well you yeah. know anything like you know just give us a give us an idea of a day or if you could just uh, tell us yeah like give us an overview of a typical day and a maybe taster. maybe share it with us some of the specific things that happened as well yeah 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 i mean my, my days were always really long basically you know? yeah <laughs> from about 6am to about midnight um because you know i always wanted to be up and getting things organized and have a really clear idea of how the day was going to unfold in my head mm-hmm. um you know just it's just every day there's like a little a little something will just happen and it's kind of like oh yeah i must remember about to give this to this kid or to pass this message on to this student or to ask this teacher this you know mm-hmm. so you kind of just got a, a a list of things to do every day that's like as long as you're on yeah. um but yeah i mean students you know they would get up each day about we'd wake them up at about sort of seven thirty, mm-hmm. um which which wasn't appreciated um too much <laughs> especially towards the end what were so they next, were they actually next year we might have a lion day in the second week good idea towards the end of the second week you know there's the students they were they were really enjoying themselves but it's just a, it's a lot you know they're, they're doing stuff every single day so you know they were maybe a few of them were pretty shattered basically by the time they went home and they, in, in, in a good way yeah but they didn't want to like get up for example on you know near the end of the course i can imagine one or two days where you're like right it's 7 30 coming up yeah and they're like saying no i don't want to get up yeah a little a little i mean it would it it would be just like you wouldn't hear anything you'd knock on the door and like there'd just be like no response she'd be there kind of banging on the door and then eventually they'd just give in and they'd be like yes what (laughs) you're kind of like come on it's breakfast um so yeah you get them go down for breakfast breakfast's always quite quiet you know everybody's just kind of waking up still yeah and then we just go straight into lessons from breakfast so lessons um all the way through until lunch it's like three hours every morning Mm -hmm. with like a half hour break in the middle so in the break the the weather was amazing pretty much the whole way through Mm. so in the break we just go out onto the fields like throw frisbees around like kids can just chill like read do whatever they want you know really Mm. um and then in the afternoon activities so like um after lunch like sports or um we did like tie-dye t-shirt making did baking like football tennis tie-dye t-shirt making yeah no it was amazing what's that um so you get a white t-shirt you um wet it 
So you, you just like soak it in a bucket of water. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's like what the hippies used to do in the 60s, you know, like you yeah. see people at Burning Man Festival or whatever, like just covered in tie dye. Yeah. So you, you soak the T-shirt in water and then um, you scrunch it up in some way. So you kind of like twist it into a spiral or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you, you tie it. So you use elastic bands to hold it in place. Yeah. And then you just get little um, pots of paint mm-hmm. and just put droplets of paint on the t-shirt and it and it just like soaks through yeah so then you leave it for i think you leave it for 24 hours mm-hmm. and then you open up the or you untie it and you open up the t-shirt and it just creates all these like crazy like psychedelic patterns yeah. you know yeah i mean it's actually really, really good fun I, I did i did one as well um and yeah you can just kind of go crazy with the colors or just do like one one or two colors or yeah all the te- all the all the students did one um yeah. some of them were were really were really cool you know so just you know diff- different things like that really like not just sports but also like kind of non-sporty like creative kind of stuff you know like drama or sort of um like painting and drawing and and you know whatever students are interested in really mm. um, so we kind of tell them at the beginning of, of the day or the day before you know what's going to be happening the following day and they can have a think and like decide with their friends which which activities they want to do mm-hmm. and then and then we just run like three or four different ones in the afternoon um and then yeah evening meal again like all together so all the meals all together all the staff and students sort of eat together so you can they can just constantly kind of be getting to know each other and chatting to the staff and stuff like that yeah um learning how to eat pizza you know um the, how to the eat italian, pizza yeah yeah the italian kids were going crazy they were like um singling people out for eating pizza with ketchup you know <laughs> it's just losing their minds they had, yeah the pizza police yeah, yeah, big time, big time, you know, or eating pizza with a knife and fork. I was, I was, you know, told that was not at all appropriate. Really? Yeah, so they, they were like, Ralph, there is a, there is a Neapolitan pizza maker dying now because you're eating pizza with a knife and fork. I'm like, oh, <laughs> soz. <laughs> How should you eat pizza then? Just with your hand. Yeah, just, just fold it like, like in a slice, obviously not the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, like a massive calzone. Um, so yeah, each slice you just sort yeah. of fold it together and just 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 one hand it. I see. Apparently. Just yeah. one hand it, and with the other hand, well, I suppose you you, you need that to speak. Gesticulating wildly, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know that would be the standard sort of sort of day, and then two days of the week as well. We would we would go out like all day. So you know we went to Alton Towers like theme park one day. Um, Alton Towers. Al- yeah, yeah, it's what? the it's the best or biggest theme park in yeah. in England. Yeah, yeah the biggest one. <laughs> loved Alton Towers. Used to go there quite a lot when I was. Oh, really? Up. Yeah, because we lived in uh, the Midlands, and Alton oh, Towers is yeah. sort of you know not far from Stoke on Trent. Yeah, and exactly. so you know it's not not too far if you if you live in the middle of the country. It takes you a couple of hours to drive there, and just amazing roller coasters. And it's just like Disneyland, but even better than Disneyland because yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. get all that Disney stuff. No mice. Yeah, no random like uh, mice and weird other weird characters. Yeah. I, I think some there is someone who did some stand up comedy about this once, but it always sticks in my mind of. Mickey and his friends, right? You've got Mickey Mouse, his wife is Minnie Mouse or his girlfriend or whatever. And yeah. then his his best mate, who's who's Mickey Mouse's best mate? 
Oh, is it, is it the dog? It's the dog. Or is it, Plo- is, or is it, or is it the duck? Is it Daffy Duck? Well, there's Daffy Duck, but there's yeah. he's got a, uh, his friend who's a, a dog, uh, yeah. who's the one who wears clothes and stands yeah. up. Goofy. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay, Goofy yeah. is his mate. He's the dog. He wears clothes. He stands up. And then Mickey Mouse also has a pet dog uh, called um, Pluto. Oh, Pluto, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. what happens when uh, Goofy <laughs> and Pluto meet each other? Cause the same species. Yeah, they're both dogs. Like one of them standing up, talking, wearing clothes. The other one's like naked on yeah. all, on all fours. What's going on there? It's the missing link. Yeah, like, <laughs> do you reckon when when Pluto and and Goofy meet, Goofy's like, mate, <laughs> you need to put some clothes on. <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you walking around on your hands? Yeah, and but Goofy can speak, and Pluto can't speak. I think. Just, just not quite a full sentient being. What's you going know? on? What's going on there? Like, what happened with with uh, Goofy? Is he's just like a, from a different evolutionary step in the yeah. dog world in Disney? I don't know. He shot ahead. They, 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 they definitely bend bend the rules of evolution, don't oh, they? You know, yeah. the, the, in, the, in the Disney universe, absolutely. Yeah, there's all sorts of illogical animal related <laughs> things going on in that in that universe. Anyway. So yeah, you went. Well, it's, you, like, it, yeah. it's like the one in, in Wayne's world. It's, he says something similar. He's like, he's like, how come, how come? I think he's talking about Daffy Duck. Is or maybe it's Mickey Mouse. And one of them. He's like, how come he doesn't wear clothes? But when he comes out of the shower, he's got a towel around his waist. He's like, what's that about? <laughs> <laughs> right. When, when it's when da- it's when Daffy Duck has a shower. Normally, yeah, he wears like a shirt or a jacket, a shirt. That's and it. that's yeah. it. He's just wearing a shirt. I but mean, when he comes out of the shower, he's topless. So no shirt, but with a towel, you know. He comes out of the shower, he's got a towel around his waist. Yeah. What? But what do you, you know, why? Are you protecting your dignity? Because you don't normally. Yeah, Uh, yeah, well, this is why, this is why Alton Towers is better than Disneyland. Exactly. Because when you're in Disneyland, you're queuing up for the rides. There is, there are these nagging thoughts in the back of your head of like, why does why is Goofy wearing clothes and Pluto isn't? And why does yeah. Daffy Duck have a towel around his waist when he comes out? I just can't enjoy my experience. Yeah. Whereas at Alton Towers, you don't have any of those questions uh, at exactly. all to, to, exactly. to worry about. Too, just too busy getting your hair blown back, you know? Yeah, you're just flying around on roller coasters and uh, eating uh, candy floss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> feeling a bit sick. So yeah, exactly. Upside down. Yeah, no, they had they had a really good time. They had, they, had, they thought it was amazing. Austin Towers and the queues weren't too bad either because we were quite early in the summer. Mm-hmm. So so they kind of missed missed all the the horrendous horrendous queuing, you know. So they kind of got on quite a few after. They got some really like some really impressive rides there now. You what, know, what, like, what is the best ride? Because it's been a while since I went there. What's the best? Yeah, ride well, there? I mean, I think I think. They've still got the only fully vertical roller coaster in the UK. You know, yeah. it was Oblivion. I mean, mm. that's been there for years. You know, they've got what they had a new one called the Wicker Man, which was like a the the only like wooden roller. It's like a wooden roller coaster, so it's like oh, yeah. like an old school roller coaster. Yeah. Um, but obviously, it's like you know, super kind of fast and scary and everything, and the like flames shooting out of it and stuff. It's wow. pretty. Pretty, pretty insane. I remember Oblivion. That's the one you mentioned yeah. there. It's the vertical roller coaster. I, I've been on Oblivion a few times because mm. it's been there for a while now. It is, a, it is really good. Yeah, and it's basically yeah. f- my, for the listeners to to just get a picture of this. Um, yeah, it's a vertical roller coaster. So you know, normally roller coasters, it's, it's like a train, 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's going to be a a difficult analogy to make. Painting pictures with words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And uh, how can I explain? Like a train, okay. But Oblivion, it's kind of goes sideways on. So... um, yeah, no, whole... you still go. You still go forwards, but I know. What you, I know what you mean, though. It's it's like the car. It's, the, it's, the, the cars the, are wider. The car itself. It's one car, and it's really wide, and it mm. fits. I don't know how many sixty people in it or something. And yeah. it, there's like maybe three or four rows of seats, but it's wide, yeah, rather than long. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. it's going running along the track, kind of like that. And um, it starts. You go click, 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 going up to the top. Yeah, and that's the scariest bit, I think, when you the anticipation as yeah. you're going up, and it's just like kung 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 kung, and you're like, oh no, it's going so high in the air. Yeah, why is it so high? <laughs> and then the 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 thing, there's there's like a few seconds while when it gets to the top, it it turns a little corner in yeah. order to get itself into place to drop vertically for I don't know how many meters it is. Yeah, but uh, it turns that corner, and that's also very frightening because you 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 know. You can't really see where the edge is and it's just yeah. slowly turning. And then you see the edge like falling away in front of you. Yeah. And the cool thing is that the, the, the thing starts to go over the edge and then it stops. Yeah. So it goes over the edge until it's maybe sort of at a 45 degree angle or more. And, yeah. Or maybe even all the way over, so you're looking down, and it yeah, goes you're just hanging, and it just goes click and stops for a few seconds, and then it releases and goes kachunk, and you yeah. fall down uh, vertically, uh, straight into a hole in the ground. So you yeah. fly down towards the ground, and then there's a little hole, and flum, you go straight through the hole, through a tunnel, really fast, dark under the ground, and then you can pop out the other end. And, uh, you know, by the time you come out at the other end, everyone's got like tears streaming yeah. across their faces and their hair is everywhere. And they're like exhilarated going, I want to yeah. do it again. Yeah, and exactly. Absolutely exactly. amazing. I feel like I'm there, you know, just as listeners, just close your eyes and, and sort of be transported. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Oblivion, the Wicker Man. Uh, yeah. What else? Uh, there's, there's a few, a few kind of crazy, there's one where you're, I, I haven't been on this one, but you sort of, um, almost like lying down where you kind of like, like you're flying through the air, like mm. sort of hands first. So like Superman, it's, 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 yeah, yeah. It's called, I think it's called air and it's meant to make you feel like you're sort of flying along, you know, sort right. of, um, because you're in a bit of a weird body position. Yeah. Like Superman, basically. Yeah. Um, I haven't been on that one that, I mean, I'm not really, that good with roller coasters but i did go on nemesis and, and oblivion last last time i went you know just to sort of face the fear a little bit and it's it's exactly like you say you know beforehand you're you're just you know you're you're just terrified you know you're kind of breaking it yeah and then and then once it you come to the end you're like no let's go again let's go again you know sort of thing so um, best, yeah i mean that's that's the cool thing if you don't go in the holidays you you, you can just go round and round sometimes you know when it when it's not really when it's not really too busy um so yeah they they, they had a whale of a time they had a whale of a time down there Fantastic. um yeah for sure for sure and it was just it was just like weird little things as well you know it's just when you get like a group of people together <clears throat> like a group of kids mm. they're all like really like interesting creative kids a lot of them you know so you do like a little talent show and and they're all breaking out all these little cool skills that they've got but there were these two two particular kids there who were just like they were like virtuoso piano 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 players like especially one of them he was just like he was literally amazing he said he practices two hours every single day wow um he's been practicing 
since he was, I think he said since he was, um, we worked, we worked out roughly the number of hours he'd done was at about 7,000 hours because he'd been practicing for that many years. I was like every day, he was like every day. And he, he was like, he was like, you don't understand. I'm going a bit crazy here because there's no piano for me, for me to practice on. Yeah. So then we went on a search through the school and we found him a piano, um, really? in the, uh, yeah, in the craft in the CDT building yeah. under the staircase, there was a dusty old piano, but it, it was still pretty good, you know, and he, he, he played that like in the breaks no um, way. and we found him a keyboard, but we went into Liverpool on the, on the excursion mm. and, uh, you know, in, in quite a few English cities, you know, for you probably know, but like mm. for your listeners, you know, there are just dotted around in London in particular, just dotted around in public places. There are like pianos. Yeah. You know, so in I think there's one in King's Cross, St Pancras Station. Yeah. Um, you know, this is they're all over the place. There's one in in Leeds as well, in a big shopping centre, and there's one in there's a few in the central Liverpool. Yeah. So he, him and this guy were like, oh great, you know, like every time we went in, they just got down and started playing the piano, and he he came home with like a pocket full of change. You know, he had like fifteen, <laughs> he, had, he had like fifteen pounds. People just giving him money because they're like, oh, you're amazing, you know, like because there's a big bucket next to the piano. <sighs> So yeah. if no one's using it, you're allowed to just sit down and busk basically and play the piano. Where was the kid? Um, where was the kid from? Where was he from? He's Italian. This kid, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, both of them, both the piano players were Italian. Um, the one of them got like... 11, 11 pounds, and one of them got fifteen pounds within about twenty minutes. Really? You know? Wow! Yeah, it was just it was just unreal. It was unreal. So yeah, they were they were just pay, paying their paying their way. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. I kind of know how that feels when you if you play music or if you used to play music every day. And then you mm. just don't anymore. I, I have it with the drums because I used to play drums all the time. I was playing every day when I had a kit available yeah. to me. And, and and even in London, when I didn't have a kit, I was in practice studios, you know, at least once or twice a week. And here in Paris, I'm not in a band and I haven't played the drums properly for five or six years. And I still, to this day, I'm going crazy. I'm just yeah. air drumming all yeah. the time. Uh, when I've got the, 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 the wooden spoons in the kitchen yeah. and I'm, I'm still like getting lost in the, it's sort of an infectious thing. It's kind of like you have to do a compulsive drumming. It's a bit yeah, of a, yeah, bit yeah. of a problem. Turn some way. pots over, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure everybody will love that at home. Get the know? pots and pans out. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's what I should be doing. The neighbors will be, I'll be loving life. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's no pleasing the neighbors sometimes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You can get like um, well, I know you can get obviously the, the electric ones, but is there something called like a, is there something with like string over them or something like that where you're basically just practicing the the sequence, but you're not really making any noise? You can get these pads that you strap to your knee, and right? The, and the pad is is uh, it sort of replicates the same sort of um, um, I don't know, the same surface or same sort of response that you would get from a, a drum. Okay. You know, when you hit a drum with a stick, the, the, the stick bounces back in a certain yeah. way. It's got a certain sort uh, of responsiveness okay. to it. Yeah. You can get these pads that you put on your knee and they're, they're supposed to feel like a, you're hitting a drum. They they don't make a lot of noise. They just tap, really. Okay. And they're practice okay. pads and you, you're supposed to be able to practice all your rudiments and uh, right, paradiddles okay. and things on those. Yeah, but yeah. I never learn all the rudiments and paradiddles. Right. So <laughs> I, a little pad is no good to me. I need the whole yeah. thing. I need the hi-hats and the drums and the cymbals and stuff and the bass pedal so I can actually, you know, do so the nuts. stuff. Yeah, I can actually do the stuff that's in my head and I can't really do it on just a little pad. Oh, um, yeah, it doesn't sound like much of a replacement anyway, does it? You no, know, not really. I mean, you a, can't, knee, a knee pad. <laughs> You can't imagine John Bonham from Led Zeppelin <laughs> doing his thing on a little knee pad. I'll just keep it up between gigs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not exactly the same. But anyway, uh, I think the professional drummers probably 
uh, swear by them. I yeah. mean, they, they probably think that they're really good because they, you know, you can imagine it's it's the sort of thing you need if you need to if you want to work on all of your rudiments. I guess, yeah, it's like kind of thing you have to be. You gotta have the discipline, you know. Mm. And sort of, it's not all. It's not all kind of like on stage in front of fifty thousand people. It's sort of, uh, yeah, you gotta do the gotta do the drills. Time, time, time. It's just like learning a language. Time, yes. Regular practice, doing it every day, exactly. to the point where it becomes almost an unconscious, habitual response sort of thing. Um, Dreaming in the language. Yeah. So, did you? Um, what about the level of English of the kids at the school? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was. It was. I mean, some of them were really like you know they were really good when they arrived already. You know, a, a few of them like there was one girl in particular who was you know one of the the best especially for a young learner you mm-hmm. know one of the be- had one of the best levels that i've ever encountered you know oh wow um, so she you know she was almost to the point where you know well basically she you know for her age she was pretty much pretty much fluent you know for how especially considering that she didn't live in the in in the uk mm. um you know so you have a really good mix and then we go right down to um like right through the levels to i'd say <clears throat> not not full not full like a not full a one maybe like a two slash b one kind of uh-huh. like you know beginner in, like pre intermediate sort of level mm-hmm. everybody could speak you know everybody could interact and and kind of exchange a few sentences and things like that mm. um, but obviously it 's hard to know because at the beginning you know some of the students they 're so shy you know they won 't even really like look each other in the eye and 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 when they arrive that they 're kind of like oh my god you know what's what 's going on like why am I in, in Liverpool not on the beach in in Spain or something um, <laughs> but then you just see it like so quickly like to not even like a, not even a week just like by the end of the day or like a couple of days like two or three days in as soon as you like put them together with other students and you know that day they just they just kind of come out of themselves and then by the end of the the first kind of week or so it's just a, just a, a it's a, like a real transformation sometimes you know like you just like kids are just like they're kind of much more confident and their english is really just coming along without you know and that's the idea of it really as a summer school that's what you kind of get that you can't replicate effectively in any other environment really it's like you just get that environment where people are just practicing all the time and without really thinking about it and just developing the confidence you know mm. so maybe they might still have some mistakes you know they might still make some mistakes but they're not worrying about that they're just building that confidence and the communicative kind of side of the of the language skills you know absolutely- and then in the yeah and then in the classes of course you know they can they can tidy tidy things up absolutely yeah that that's vital i mean i think that's kind of maybe the most important thing just having you know regardless of whether you're being absolutely perfectly correct all the time obviously that's important but the the more important thing is just having that sort of base of confidence yeah or feeling like you you've owned the language to an extent that that uh yeah i guess these kids are having this kind of experience where english is the language that they're using but it's just the the medium through which they are uh, connecting with the other kids and doing what's completely natural to them because yeah. you know, children will as you say they'll just come out of their shell and they 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 make friends because they can't do it any other way you know it's just the, yeah. natu- the natural way they do it and so if english is the language that it's happening in then they they'll just it'll just become part of their identity for that period yeah and, and, yeah, yeah, and owning the language is something yeah. i think really is that's really important just uh so yeah it must be really really healthy for them in terms of their english yeah so it's so cool you know like i mean it's i think i think just in in 
definitely for the English, you know, but also just in terms of like a life experience. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to sound like I'm sort of overplaying it, but I think just going to like a, even I think, you know, when it's in your own language, you know, or whatever, just like a diff, like, like a camp and things, you know, just doing loads of different activities and, and sort of spending time with like new people. Um, but yeah, in, in another country, in, in another language, it's just, you know, um, I, I, I wish I'd done it really when I was a kid, you know, cause then all these kids now, like they can sort of keep in touch. And what was quite interesting was one of the kids who came from Spain. So her, her mum came to collect her on the last day. So I met, I met her mum, we were chatting mm. and um, I was sort of asking her, so what are you doing now? Like, where, where are you going? Are you going straight back to, straight back to Spain? She was like, oh no, we're, we're on like a big, like European road trip. So I was like, all right, what do you mean? She's like, well, we're, we're going to fly now to Amsterdam and um, I'm going to meet my husband and then we're going to go and spend three or four days with this family in, in Holland. And I was like, all oh, right, cool. And she was like, yeah, because that's someone who I met when I was a, when I was a kid yeah. at a language camp. So like her whole life, she'd like kept in touch with this other woman. And now she was an adult and kind of like, you know, sending her kids to language camps, but spending time still and getting like free holidays, basically, you know, <laughs> from the people who she'd met when she was a kid, yeah. when she was a teenager, you know, so it's just full circle, you know, I was like, well, that's unreal. Um, so I think people do, you know, you do, especially now, it's so easy to keep in touch. You know, they like, they just make so many friends, you know, in, in the, uh, in the summer school. Um, and yeah, like who knows, you know, you can just kind of bob over and see people in France and Germany and wherever, um, kind of all year round. That's brilliant. Do you know if there are similar things for adults? Yeah, I, I, I'm. Because mm, I mean, sure, you know. your, your school is obviously for for the teenagers, but uh, yeah. uh, when we did our last episode in April, mm-hmm. uh, I did get one or two messages from people saying, "Do you know if there are you know things like that for adults?" Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm just wondering. I'd have to have a think, really. I mean. I'm sure there like in are. Terms of, in, in terms of like a residential camp, mm. it's it, it's definitely like rare. It's definitely rare for for adults. Um, you know, short short of just like going to university in the UK. <laughs> yeah, like, university is do, probably the do a degree. <laughs> but that's just very hard. To, it's hard to get into an English university. It's very expensive. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I guess people are thinking about just two weeks. You know, during the summer oh, wow. somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, if if you, if you sign up at a language school, you know, you can live with a family. Mm. You know, so you can you can kind of go to a language school in Leeds or Liverpool or London or something. And and, you know, you live you can live with a family. That's kind of like kind of similar. But, yeah, I know, I know what you mean, though. It's 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 not not residential. You're not kind of 24 seven with all the same people. But I'm sure that there are there must be uh, these camps, language camps for adults. There, mu- there yeah. must exist. Imagine if they don't, then we should set one up. I think. You <laughs> sh- yeah, definitely. Really, really. I think you get. I think you get a lot of uh, a lot of interested people. It starts now. It starts now. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's always it's that's the thing. You know, if if it was the case that like, you know my camps for for kids, you know, but if someone was like, listen, got all these like twenty year olds who want to come to a camp, then you know you can maybe do like a separate session for them. But you know, it could never be where the kids you had like some kids and some adults like mixed together obviously that would that would never work yeah um but you know like, like a school like mine because it's small mm. you know you can you can sort of like tailor it to to the needs of the specific students but yeah you know it, it, it either has to be 
for kids or for adults you know not mm. not not for both at the same time yeah you'd need to um, find another venue you'd need to yeah. get a whole other team of trainers and stuff to, to exactly deal with them. exactly yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i mean yeah it is it's it, it, yeah it's it's interesting i mean there are there are things for like young adults you know like sort of 17 18 year olds but i don't know i don't know anything I don't know of anything beyond that, really. Um, but yeah, they'll be they'll be out there, though. They'll be out there. I expect so. I think people yeah. just. I mean, I uh, I haven't really looked into it, but uh, it's probably worth googling things like language camp adults or adult mm-hmm. summer school. Yeah, uh, England. Be careful, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I I know. Well, be careful. Would... Be careful because uh, if you put "adult" in any search, yeah. the word "adult" in any Google search uh, uh, criteria could be could be some some unexpected results. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, I I know from people in 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 the uh, the industry, the, the summer school industry, that is that um that it's you know they find it it's sometimes basically it's a bit more challenging to organize camps like with adults um or mm. it can be a little bit there can be some tr- some like tricky elements to it mm. um you know when you've got kids it's kind of like you know you're the adult and and you're in control you're you're in charge yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know if the students are, are obviously like older it's kind of like it's just like a completely different dynamic you know so it's not like okay like don't don't go out at night please <laughs> it's <laughs> like well that you know that i'm 30 so i'm, I'm gonna do what i want you know so right. um it, it's sort of like yeah but i mean i guess then you, you don't have to worry about supervision so it's it's kind of you know a, a different thing but yeah yeah i think if people search for that like grown-up language school or adult language school maybe maybe they'll they'll find something cool yeah they might find the other ver- the other type of adult <laughs> yeah. language school which is where you can learn english and uh you know uh satisfy your desires at the same time <laughs> learning by doing yeah <laughs> yeah don't yeah yeah exactly be careful be careful of the search history or it'll be littered <laughs> with all kinds of problems yeah okay so um very intense activity for what two weeks yeah usually people people go for like i mean i'd, I'd recommend probably like a maximum of three weeks but, but- usually people just go for people go for two and it's 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 a good blast you know it's good it's a good little session sometimes people go for longer but Mm. um i think three four weeks you know is is quite it's quite long you know like i think three is is probably like it's good you know um two is still perfect but i mean you're you are running the the school for four weeks in the summer is it four weeks yeah so this this year we did we had students on site for just over two weeks so we were there like all the staff yeah. for like three weeks so that was okay. it was shorter but i'm in hindsight i'm glad that we we had like a sort a shorter session because um <clears throat> you know it's just it just is is quite um oh sorry that's my phone okay. um it, it just is you know it, it is really intense so um i think for the first year it's good just to take a small step and then next year we can do like the full four weeks yeah but you're you're getting up at 6am and going to bed at midnight for for the duration of of the the the, the summer school course pretty um, much yeah but, but it, then, it, it, set, it settles down but yeah there are quite a lot of days like that you know the majority probably so i'm just curious what are you doing for the rest of the year then yeah <laughs> recovering it's like all of yeah. your work is squeezed in well i'm sure there's a lot of planning and admin oh, and stuff yeah. to do but Sometimes. like uh the, the vast majority of the actual 
uh, work, I suppose, the teaching yeah. and stuff is done in those three weeks. So, yeah, ha- ha- how's the rest of your year spent? Yeah, I mean, I do a lot of language work, so translation and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I mean, I knew before from working in summer schools and for a summer school company, like how that there was a lot of work to be done between the summers. Mm. But only now I'm like fully appreciating actually how much you have to do, you know, um, because it's just, you know, even now, like, you know, it's September. So you think, oh, yeah, it's like a year, a year away until next summer. Mm. But actually it's 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 like you have to kind of really get on with it now you know it's like well the marketing and and the kind of redoing the website and sending people brochures and speaking to agents and because you know obviously if you're going to send your kids to a summer school you're not going to decide in like april or may probably you want to decide like six seven eight months in advance you know to kind of really think about it and choose the right one um so you know you're not you're going to be contacting people probably like November, December. So if you want to reach those people, obviously you need to be out there like marketing and speaking to people like now really. So yeah, it's, 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 and then there's everything else like making all the bookings and kind of writing the materials and planning things like the excursions and like buying all the resources. It's like, yeah, before you know it, the year's just gone, to be honest, yeah. you know? A lot of planning, um, a lot of planning involved. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. So it, it people, but it's like the question everybody always asks. They're like, yeah, so summer school. So what happens in the rest of the year? Yeah. But it's, it's, it's natural. But yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's like a full, it's like a full year thing almost really. Yes. Um, so yeah. I see. Um, so, so any of my listeners who've got, who uh, so next summer will have kids between the age of, say 12 and 16 can they can can they send their kids to your summer school yeah 100 100 percent. yeah yeah it's um we'll be we'll be ready and waiting you know they just can just get in touch through the website um your english summer um dot co dot uk um or they can they can email me directly or anything like that really what's your Um, what's your email so rafael r-a-p-h-a-e-l at your english summer dot co dot uk and yeah they can just or anybody who just wants some information you know like they can just email me and they can speak to me on on skype or you know through the website there's a chat feature and things like that so yeah you know it's just um with there and obviously on social media like facebook and instagram and all that kind of stuff so yeah you know it's 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 an exciting it's an exciting like thing i think for for kids to try out and definitely amazing for their english so yeah. and also we, we we you know through through doing the podcast as well like thanks to you we, i kind of met people who like one person who came as a teacher mm. and um and then you know like you're kind of meeting people who also work in in summer schools and stuff and just like exchanging ideas so it's really cool like thanks like thanks to you for for kind of having me on the podcast That's because nice it's been it's been like super useful you know yeah yeah it's all right it's a pleasure it's it's nice to hear about uh, the project and stuff um and uh, i look forward to you know seeing it go from strength to strength you're going to be very busy for the rest of your life now yeah <laughs> yeah hopefully hopefully it's just it's just like really good fun you know like in the summer i don't know just it's just like cool you know like the kids just have like a blast and it's like it's just sort of fun to to organize that like to sort of see them just like having a good time yeah just on a really basic level yeah just like 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 a load of a load of like sort of people meeting each other and just like making new friendships and like having having fun yeah Um, and just like also like exploring a new city and kind of a new culture 
meeting scousers. So how did that go then when when all your your <laughs> kids from Italy, Germany, Spain and China and stuff they're meeting scousers? Yeah, all right mates. All right um, mates, where are you from? You're from China. That's that's Greece. <laughs> China. Hey mate, he's from China. What's your name mate? Sean. <laughs> yeah. My cousin's called Sean. <laughs> that's, that's basically what happened yeah it was it was cool you know these kids they're, they're from this group called positive futures mm-hmm. um and they're just really good kids you know like they just they just came down and and just like did some sports and things like that and just they all just rubbing along you know just um <laughs> just I, I don't know really we, 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 did, we did a big mingle so so we bingo. kind of did this thing called human bingo so we had all this all the scousers on one side all the locals on one side and then all our students on the other side, and we just we just said something like, "Okay, go and find someone who is from Spain." So all the all the like locals just had to go in amongst all the students and just sort of ask them where they were from. Where, and you, where just, are you from, here, mate? Where are you from? You from Spain? Exactly, no, you from Italy? Exactly. And, and it was so it was like a competition. You know, when they found them, they were like, "Okay, yeah, it is. She's over here," sort of thing. It was like a little bit of a game, yeah, um, just for them to like break the ice a little bit, you know. And then, yeah, then they were just sort of like playing tennis and football and basketball and chatting and all that kind of stuff. You know, it was it was just like a really nice afternoon. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, keep in touch. Will do. Will do. Yeah. And th- thanks. Thanks again. Thanks again for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, good luck with all the planning for next year. Yeah. And uh, you know, I hope I hope you get some uh, lepsters. Yeah. Yes. No, it'd be cool. I mean, we had a, had a kind of like an honorary lepster last year. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Agnieszka came as a teacher, you know. So, uh, what, was... so what's her what's her connection then? She's a listener, is she? Yeah, she's a listener. She could be listening right now. Ah. If, if you are, if you are, hi Aga. <laughs> so cool. So she heard you on the podcast, and she was like, "Hey, that sounds cool. I think I'll yeah, like, send him a like, message." That... Like, do you need any teachers? Exactly, exactly. She was like, "That sounds like a blast." Um, so she she just came along. You know, it was it was, it was as simple as that, really. Fantastic. Um, you know, it's, that's that's what I'd say. It's not it's not it's not complicated. Anybody thinking about it? Yeah. You know, obviously, if you want to teach, you still have to have, you know do an interview and everything. Yeah. It's not just like don't just arrive. <laughs> well, here I am. Which where, can yeah. I have this class? It's like, who are you? Sorry. Yeah, exactly. There is a kind of a, a screening process. Right. Good. Good. Uh, um, but yeah, we had we we had an interview. We did an interview on on Skype and everything, and and had a good chat. Exchanged loads of emails. Um, she contributed tons of awesome resources and ideas mm. and yeah she's just full of energy so i was like yeah yeah definitely get her on board you know cool. um so yeah she was part part of our little our little our little team so okay those of you out there if you if you are teachers of english and i do have teachers of english uh, mm. around the world listening to this and you're thinking hey maybe a few weeks in the summer teaching teenagers as with your english summer and Raphael, get in touch Mm. Yeah, because also people, you know, if they work in like a language school in another, in another country, it's also the possibility of coming as like a group leader. So you maybe not necessarily as a teacher, mm-hmm. but you could like bring some students and then sort of be responsible for them in in a, in a kind of um, pastoral capacity. Yeah, um, and maybe teach a little bit as well. It, it depends, you know. It's it's always it's quite flexible because it's 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 something small. Yeah, um, but we can discuss we can kind of discuss the options. I see. Okay. Yeah. Cool. cool. All right. Well, um, good. That's it. Yes. <laughs> I never know how to end yeah. interviews on my podcast, Raf. I never, ever know what to do. 
and was like, well, bar. okay, right, well, uh, let's stop the conversation. I just don't yeah. know how to do it. Well, what do you think? What do you think I should say at the end of these interviews that I have where it's like, right, well, uh, you know, we need to stop now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I think that's 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 fine. You know, people usually just say, "Oh, thank, thanks a lot" and stuff. But I know what you mean about a little sign-off sort of thing. You know, nothing too cheesy. Um, yeah. But yeah, I started listening to this this new podcast quite recently, actually, and mm-hmm. and they have like a really funky way of of, of ending, saying how it's um, how it's not the news. Basically, it's called Snap Judgment. This podcast is mm-hmm. quite interesting. Um, and he's, and this guy's kind of like, "This is not the news." Um, and that's how he always ends each part. He does a little explanation of why this is not the news, yeah. how it couldn't be any further away from the news. Right. And that's always the end of each podcast. You know, it's, really, it's quite creative. <laughs> on the news, what they seem to do, on like, especially, yeah, BBC radio news in particular, after they've just interviewed someone, they always say, Raphael Miller, thank you. Yeah. Like, like uh, it. yeah, no one out in no other situation in life do we yeah. say thank you like that, you know. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, guy in the bakery. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like postman. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, be a bit formal. Even be, be a bit stilted. Yeah, we still we do say thank you, and then the name. Like we yeah. say, thanks, mum. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. But we don't say, mum. Thank you. Yeah. Which, in a <laughs> way, a, is like saying, a bit profound, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. like saying, mum. Th- that's you know, I, I'd like to be able to end my conversations like that. If I'm talking yeah. to someone in the street that I've, maybe I've just, met, maybe just bring it in. Maybe just bring it in, man. You know, just 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 start it up. As like a th- it can be like a thing. Like if I bump into you know Mrs. Uh, uh, Mrs. Smith, my neighbour. Yeah. And, you know, it's like we're still talking. It's like, well, okay, well, uh, Mrs. Smith, thank you, and then yeah, just leave. You could, cut, you could cut them off as well. You know, you could be like. Mrs. Smith, because that's the thing. They always have to cut them off, don't they, on the news? Like they're trying to get the last point in. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, thanks. I'm afraid, I'm afraid we don't have any time. Uh, Mrs. Smith, thank you. Yeah. Okay, well, Raphael Miller, this isn't the news. Yeah. So, Raphael Miller, thank you. You're welcome. So, there you go. That was Raph and his summer school. Uh, don't forget all the details on the website if you're interested in finding out more, either because you've got children who are at the right age and you're thinking maybe next year uh, it would be a good idea to give them a chance to go to England uh, to speak English for one or two weeks and have a really cool experience like that, then you know you could consider your English summer. The details are on the page for this episode. Uh, also, maybe if you are, as Raf said, uh, a teacher of English in your country, uh, maybe you've got classes of, of um, students who are at the appropriate age, and you could maybe kind of um, you know work with Raf next summer and bring uh, a group of teenagers. You could be like a group leader or something like that. Anyway, Raf's very open. You could send him an email and just you know ask him questions and things like that. Um, also, if any of you out there listening to this know of similar schools for adults, then, you know, get in touch because um, I know that lots of people listening to this, certainly last time I got a few requests uh, from people saying, you know, I'd love to do a similar thing as an adult. 
so if any of you listening know of projects like that or schools that you can go to during the summer where it's adults all kind of staying in the same place for a period of time and it's uh, it's all very kind of uh, cool and groovy you do trips or activities and things as well as just studying the language in a more formal sense uh, do get in touch i mean you know as raf said there are ways of doing similar things if you're an adult like for example you know at the london school of english where we both used to work they had options where adults could come i mean the school is only for adults the the london school but um they had options where some of the some of the adult students we had would come and they would for example take group classes in the morning maybe and either group or one to one classes in the afternoon and then in the evening they would be actually staying with a english host family so they that's kind of somewhere something like the the summer school experience where you get to live with um you know native english speakers and so you're kind of talking in english all the time at breakfast in the evening during dinner and all that stuff uh but also you're taking classes uh, you're sharing your time with other learners of english all sorts of different options you might want to check out the london school uh i think it's londonschoolofenglish.com or just google the london school of english what is it london school um school.com maybe 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 let's have a look yeah londonschool.com it's a great school otherwise if you're interested in um studying english in the uk and you want to find some good schools it can be difficult to choose good schools right how do you know which ones are good and which ones aren't good um a good way of making sure that you find the right kinds of schools or find schools that are basically reliable in terms of their quality use the british council because the british council has a system of accreditation accreditation that means basically when they the british council comes and visits all the language schools in the uk and they inspect the language schools and they they have a series of criteria you know little boxes that need to be ticked in terms of quality of service and quality of facilities and things and so the british council goes around the country inspecting the different schools and the schools that pass their quality assessments are listed on the british council's website so if you want to find good schools in the uk you should just google british council accredited schools uk british council accredited a double c r e d i t e d schools british council accredited schools uk and you'll find a list of schools that are basically recommended by the british council or schools that have um passed the british council's inspections for quality and it's a great website because you can actually read the full reports you can read uh, all the f- comments by the inspectors and stuff the london school is in that list and you can see that they've got excellent uh, results um from their inspections by the british council anyway there you go i i say that because people do ask me that from time to time they they say i'm going to go to the uk can you recommend a good school well any british council accredited school is going to be basically all right um if you're in london and you can afford it go to the london school cuz um it's it's decent okay all right then great 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 there was some chat about roller coasters in that episode as well wasn't there 
Yes, there was Luke. Why do you say that? I don't know, really. It just st- sticks in my mind. I feel like roller coasters and describing roller coasters uh, is quite an interesting topic. Maybe I should do a whole episode about that. I love roller coasters. I don't like queuing up for roller coasters. Who does? But uh, I do enjoy a roller coaster. So, I don't know. I'm. We mentioned Alton Towers. That's probably the best theme park in England. And they've got these really cool roller coasters and rides and attractions. Uh, what about in your countries? Do you have um, really awesome theme parks near where you live or, you know, not far from where you live? If you do, what kinds of roller coasters do they have? And can you describe um, what the roller coasters do? You know, like I talked about Oblivion, which is this vertical roller coaster, which is basically it just goes all the way up to the top. And then, you know, you you turn a little corner and then you look over the edge and you hold you hang there for a second and then you just drop vertically into a hole in the ground. It's pretty simple, but very effective um as a way of you know making you really scared and excited what about in your countries tell us about some of the roller coasters that you've got in theme parks in your countries um i'd like to know about that so that's all uh, i have to say at this moment um except that uh, a lot of interviews i've i've been uploading a lot of interview stuff on the podcast recently I've mentioned a couple of episodes ago that I've got this sort of backlog of interviews. In September, I just did loads of interviews with people. And so I'm just sort of like putting all those interviews out. And and all the, all the while, comments are coming in on my website, comments relating to uh, recent episodes I've done, comments relating to the Alan Partridge episodes, comments about the... Um, uh, the, the, the one with Amber and Paul where we're talking about that Russian comedy club video. So many comments. And so, you know, in my head, I'm sort of having a conversation with you. And the, but the conversation's a bit weird. It's like I say all these things on the podcast, all these comments come in. And then I'm like, I really want to respond to all that stuff. And I want to say things about the comments I've received. But I've got all these interview episodes I've got to put up. So once I've uploaded the, the interviews that, I've, that I did in September, then I think I'll do some sort of rambling episode where I will maybe, you know, talk about some of the comments I've received on the website and uh, other bits and pieces of news. I've got, we've, got some, we've got four crazy weeks ahead of us, uh, my wife and me, because we're moving out of our flat. Um, it's time to move out of this flat and move into one that's more suitable for you know, ha- for having a, a baby girl in the in, in our lives, because she's just starting to walk. She's, you know, up on her feet quite a lot. She's not able to walk yet, but she can kind of stand up without holding on to anything for about 10 seconds at this moment. And we're just, you know, we're just thinking, oh God, any minute now she's going to start walking around and then she'll be loose in the um, in the flat and then she'll be pulling all the things off the shelves and the flat where we live now there's not that much space we've kind of outgrown this flat so we've got to move to something bigger first of all there's not much space secondly because we're in the in the roof of this building uh, most of the walls in the in the apartment are sloping so these are walls that you can't put shelves on them you can't put cupboards on them and so all of our stuff is down at knee level like down at child level so all of our stuff all our books and and just everything is stored on shelves um which are at the perfect height 
for our daughter to, to just grab them and pull them onto the floor, which is what she wants to do. This is, this is the thing that she loves doing the most, is grabbing objects and just chucking them on the floor. I don't know why. Why do children do that? They grab things and it's like, why did you grab that just so you could chuck it on the floor? I don't know. But anyway, that's uh, that's what she's interested in doing. It's very cute, even that. I mean, you know, parents, we love our kids, right? And we find them adorable, even when they're like ruining everything in the, in the flat. It's like, oh, it's so sweet the way she destroys all our possessions. How adorable. Um, so anyway, it's time to move. So we've got to move out in the next few weeks and we've got so much stuff in this place. So that's going to be a little bit crazy. And yeah, that means bye-bye Skypod. Goodbye Terrace. I know it's the end of an era. It really is. Um, so, uh, yeah, that means I'm going to move, uh, Luke's English podcast HQ out of the Skypod and move into a, a, a new space. And so, you know, maybe I'll ramble on about that a little bit uh, because there's going to be a new Skypod. Like the, I don't know what I'm going to call it, but I, there will be a, a, a small space in the next flat where I'll be able to keep doing this. So I'm not going to be just sort of like homeless, as it were. Uh, the the podcast will have a it will have its headquarters in the new flat. So anyway, I've got stuff to ramble on about. But first of all, I've got at least one more interview episode that's going to go up uh, before I can just ramble on about stuff in general. Okay. Uh, thanks again for all your messages on the website for sending me emails and things. I say thanks just because it's nice to get uh, responses from you. Uh, download the Luke's English podcast app free from the App Store because it contains loads of other stuff that you won't get unless you've got the app. So there's lots of app-only episodes. Also, you can use the app to access all the premium content and you can become a premium subscriber by going to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium and follow the instructions there. There's a growing library of premium episodes. In the premium episodes, I'm, I go in depth into language, teaching you grammar, vocabulary, pronunciation. Okay, uh, so join, become a member of LEP Premium. Um, it only costs you about the price of a coffee or a beer every month, and you can get full access to all that content, um, which you can get through uh, the app or online. Okay, otherwise, just visit teacherluke.co.uk, and that's where you can get all the information you could ever need. I mean, it's not Wikipedia, but you know, if you've got questions about the podcast and stuff, and transcripts and um, everything else teacherluke.co.uk is the place that you can go to if you can access it i understand that some people out there in podcast land for whatever reason your governments in all their wisdom have decided that teacherluke.co.uk is far too dangerous for you to uh, have access to i mean imagine what would happen if all of you could access my website i mean the the your society would crumble to the ground i don't really know the logic behind why my website is blocked in some countries, but it is apparently. So sorry if you can't access all my stuff, but I don't know. You'll have to find some clever way of accessing it with a VPN. I'm going to stop speaking now because this episode's going to get too long. Uh, yes, I, I've, I have drunk the coffee, which I had at the beginning of this episode. And can you tell? The caffeine is now racing through my system, causing me to ramble um, in this manner. Okay, so t it has to stop. I've got to go out and do various things um, and then uh, uproot our lives and move them to a new flat. I'll speak to you about that um, in maybe some more detail 
uh, soon without giving away too much personal information because I'm not into that kind of thing. All right, then. So, good. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being an excellent audience. And uh, I'd also like to thank Raphael Miller for being on this episode, just like I'd like to thank all the people for being on my podcast that I've, I have not thanked for any reason. Okay, Luke, stop talking. That's it. That's enough now. Okay. Okay, that's enough. Thank you for listening. Speak to you again soon. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.